0: Yeah. Are you guys
1: both going to Grinkers this year?
0: I don't know, but that yeah, yes, we we go
1: every year. Mark, you go every year. Yeah, I've seen. Right. Yeah. My wife yeah. requires it now.
0: Oh, nice. I would really like to go again. We'll see how budgets. Last night, last time, last year, I, I had a blast. I I got a. I, it looked
2: like it. I treated myself. <laughs> yeah,
0: I treated myself to a suite. So sweet room. Yeah,
1: sweet, sweet. But it was a sweet, sweet.
0: I didn't have anybody. Hey, there's a missile command today. I love it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I bring my latest restore into the studio. Oh, that's cool. Sweet, man.
2: Why is it so small, though? It's, it's, is it far away from you? Oh, I see. Okay, down the stairs. Got it. <laughs>
1: cool. Yeah, I, I actually have uh-huh. a, a what is this? A treadmill. A standing um, treadmill in front of my standing desk. Oh, nice. Desk.
2: There you go. There you go. Get your exercise. <laughs> that's cool. I never, I never use it. Well, cool, man. Yeah, I'm not going this year, so... No! What the what? Yeah, keep my uh, keep my spot at the bar warm for me. What Yeah, the my what? wife
1: was like, he was there last year.
2: We didn't I talk, sat, sorry. I literally sat in the same spot all four days. Like, I just <laughs> sat at that corner of the bar, and I did that last year, too. And the year before is when it started to happen, so... Yeah, I didn't play many games last year. It's kind of slowly devolved, and more from games, more to drinking. Mm, so, okay. just hanging out, so...
1: That's kind of fun. Okay. Well, that no, so, was a good time.
2: Don't count yourself great. out
1: to the last minute. That's what I
2: said. Well, and, you know, every year is like that, too. I literally say I'm not going, and then I'm in a car going. So,
0: oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah.
2: So, with the artist in me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, that's kind of how I roll, too, man. So, I'll, yeah, the artist in you. I will just say I won't see you there. <laughs> 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 oh, man. This is going to be a good show. Um, I think we lost Mark i won't do that again what happened (laughs) i
2: I, i'm just glad you guys are interested man it seems like a lot of the guys on clubs kind of just like turn their nose up to this stuff you know
0: yeah well we we don't have well we have a few clovers, but it's not like
2: massive
1: i'm just trying to make sure missile command is in a nice area here that you can
2: it's it's nice
1: yeah adam likes it when i move my microphone like one minute before the show starts
2: it just it looks like a mini cabinet that's all. <laughs> it's so far away. Oh, <laughs> well, I mean,
1: they are fairly short, but uh, <laughs> oh, since I'm elevated, it does look yeah, yeah. like hey, this is a turkey Andy shirt. Baldwin. My fiance,
2: my fiance would love that desk by the way. A desk with a treadmill attached to it. Sweet. She's watching right now by the way, too. <laughs> Hello. So. Yeah.
0: Hey, uh Sam Andy Baldwin yeah. is in the chat. He's uh he's uh your source for Nintendo parts if you need to talk to him.
2: Andy, have I met him before?
0: Yeah, he's Andrew on Oh, heard. okay. A and D. Yeah, I've seen him on there. R e w b, and he's a great resource. He oh, uh, cool. he hooked me up with a really awesome restored uh, Nintendo joystick for my DK Junior, which is awesome. Nice the control panel is so sweet. Um, sweet. Dave from Buffalo welcome to the show from
2: Buffalo. i love that guy <laughs> he See? just just
1: revealed his barn find like a year after it happened oh did he yeah you know because people wondered. were catching on doing well i mean you know he showed us like video of it before I, I think it was just time to reveal finally
2: yeah i love that guy i miss i'm gonna miss him
1: yeah i'll i'll uh i'll miss him too so. <laughs>
2: He's like, it's where too, am I going? It's too bad about what happens to David.
0: <laughs> <laughs> a little, a little, it's like, what the hell is happening right now? <laughs> so we had a little pre-show banter. We might as well just uh, reveal Sam has opted not to go to Grinkers this year for Grinkfest six.
2: Yeah,
0: I'm going to San Diego. Uh-huh. So, uh huh. So we're uh, slowly trying to talk him into showing up with his wife, <laughs> right?
2: I don't know she wants to go to Boise she says she wants to go oh we my have god to fly though
0: it's yeah it's fantastic so. it's fantastic it's it's flipping fantastic it's what it is
2: yeah I don't know we'll why see. I don't know last why I' that's how we live last minute so uh, flying by the seat of our pants
0: well your hair proves
2: that yep <laughs> absolutely every morning
0: <laughs> <laughs> you're the only person with better hair than me
2: it's oh, all I have I don't have much in this life I just got nice hair and a few other things so
0: sweet man well what do you say we play a little uh, have a little fun and then uh, get this show on the road alright alright let's see if you, if
1: you insist alright okay
0: uh so um yeah alright
2: you enjoyed yourself at the party
3: oh yes ma'am
2: uh
3: I'm a little bit disappointed in you. Yeah? Well, we talked quite a bit at the party, and I watched you, and I believe in being direct. How about you? Skip, just tell me exactly what you're thinking. Say, Beth, I. I, uh. Okay, uh, Beth, it's no accident that uh, I'm the one delivering the groceries.
0: Nice, Skip.
3: Well, that's a start. Yeah? Yeah,
1: I guess so. Um,
0: this is the best scene in the movie.
3: Can I get you something to drink? Uh,
0: sure. I mean,
3: no, um, <laughs> I still got a few more deliveries to make. Um, what an uh, idiot.
2: I really got to get back to work. <laughs>
3: What an idiot! That was quick. Got a little tip for you, Skip. God, kid. Plastics.
1: <laughs> Skip, the time to do something is when the time.
0: I'm from K O Y R Studios in Minneapolis, Minnesota, this is Arcade Radio.
3: Alert and alert.
0: Welcome to season two, episode twenty-two of the Arcade Radio Podcast. Today is Thursday, july twelfth, twenty eighteen, and the time is now approximately seven twenty five PM Central. Thanks for joining us in the Arcadisphere. This is your host, Adam Elda. Tonight I am joined by Mark, Time Runner Shields, and the guest host of Arcade Radio this week, Sam Bauman. Welcome to the show.
2: Thank you very much.
0: I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me. You bet. So Sam's going to be on the show with us. Uh, We'll just jump right into the first segment. Mark, what have you been working on?
1: Mark? Oh, my gosh. Well, Sam. Oh, well, hey, I'm sorry. I'm talking while the mute button's on. It's like I'm in a (laughs) conference call at work. That's embarrassing. <laughs> Man, I've been like chiming in and stuff. Man, what happened? Okay, uh, right. Uh, so, hey, I I, okay, I okay. picked up a Joust conversion game recently. Wait a minute. So it was a Joust that was converted I'm, or you, yeah, somebody converted a, it to Joust? It's got a Street Fighter Rainbow Edition inside of it. Have, oh, have you ever played that one? Huh. Like a, everybody can like shoot and do the same kind of like fancy moves. It's kind of weird. Yeah. And uh, when I opened it up, uh, there was $25 worth of quarters inside. Nice. Wow. I like that. How much did you pay for it? 250 So, 225 Two twenty. 220, well, uh, about 222 actually. I mean, there's a little bit more than 25 <laughs> Nice, nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, that's in the garage, and I have that other game in there with the ladybug. That's my project. And then I decided all other projects I have... I'm going to work on them and I'm going to finish them because I have like three or four games inside of the house that are like halfway done. And so I worked on the missile command, which is behind me right now. And I finished that. And then I worked on the street fighter cabinet that my wife bought for 50 bucks at a, at a garage sale. Nice. And I think we're pretty much finished. I have to cut some plexi and then I'm going to get to work on the joust, which I think I'm just going to multi and is it true J Rock is out of boards again? Come on, J Rock, make some boards for us. Funny, uh, probably.
0: So, is that a Take Man um, control panel? CPU Which one on the missile command?
1: No, it is a. It's funny that you should say that though, because right, <laughs> right here in my hands is my let's which way do i turn it there you go is my t- takeman uh quantum control panel oh nice. nice very nice is that silk screened i mean it smells it like it i'm not 100 sure probably is it's beautiful yeah it's it's very nice it's very nice <laughs> i mean i mean i don't have a cabinet to put it on but <laughs> I- baby steps Baby steps. I is mean, right I like, I do do
2: <laughs> <laughs> at least I could
1: put the control panel art on the control panel. Yeah, so right? now I have one object instead of two objects. <laughs> That's
0: awesome. Oh my god. So, uh, um, oh my gosh, there's a time runner and a Mark Shields in here. That's
1: weird. I blogged out. Okay. I switched. So, um,
0: um, Missile Command was one of my full restores that I I did. So I have the Take Man silkscreen. Your your control panel looks like it's in pretty good shape. I just posted this last week on Arcade Radio about the trackball, uh, Atari trackball.
1: Um, did you read that article? No, but I did I did personally take mine apart, and it is a pain in the butt. It is. Did you have to rebuild it? I mean, I, by saying rebuild, do you mean that I take it completely apart and then have to figure out how all the parts went back together? Yes. But did you <laughs> replace the rollers and the bearings and all that oh, stuff? Oh, yes. Yes. Okay. Rollers and bearings all replaced. Uh, ball obviously was in good shape, so I kept so, that. The plexi that goes on top, I super glued it back okay. together. Not oh, so there's a new plexi you can get, by the way. What? Yep, it's a repro. Where, where?
0: I got them on Sim- eBay, like I don't know, a couple years ago. So check it out. I think you
1: should be able to find them. Okay, I'll I'll try. Uh, <laughs> although my plexi, the the one that's in there is 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 whole. It is made whole again. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, any, no, any cool. part that's cool. missing is like sort of. Off from the circle.
0: Well, the the other th- woo woo. So the other thing you can do is um look on Clov, and I think the guy posted on there as well. So anyway, um, I, what I wanted to make the point is is that uh, Tony Temple, who was on our show, I don't know. Earlier this the art, this the year, Art of Atari guy. The art of Atari. No, that's to- that's Tim Lapetino. Oh, That's cool, though. but uh, Tim Tim Lapatino was also on the show. Uh, Tony Temple is the arcade blogger. Uh-oh. He did right, sorry, sorry, he Tony. did a, yeah, he did an arc, and he's from England. We did a Sunday show for that. Remember that? So anyway, um, he did this article on the trackball. <laughs> it's this funny face he's making, and um, it's really cool because he talks about how the Atari trackball is the exact size of a candle pin bowling ball. And right, oh. now, and right now, I'm after some really cool candle pin. This guy on eBay has been refurbing them, and I, I would go halfsies with you, Mark. Uh, he, he sells them in sets of four and two and three, depending. I what think color they, are they? They're, they're, Tell they're me some, more. They're like swirl and stuff. So I want to get like a, Ooh, uh, like a blue swirl absolutely. one for my missile command, and then I want to get for my football machine, I want to get two orange ones, because I have orange team molding on my football machine. And I think it we'll would look really tight with the orange graphics and everything, so i'm after those but if you would like to split them it's like 90 bucks for a set i would it, it's very yeah
1: easy. i can do that i got some paypal monies cool we should do that so
0: uh anyhow uh that's totally tangential uh did i interrupt you or are you done with what you've been I'm working dead. on okay
1: i have and now i am complete
0: should we give sam the, the next shot at this one sure what
1: have you been working
0: on sam
2: Um, well, it's more like, what did I just finish working on? I'm kind of taking a break right now, but I just finished, uh, those Oregon trail cabinets. Um,
0: so, oh yeah, really?
2: (laughs) Yeah. I just delivered those about two and a half weeks ago. So, um, do they look, do
0: they look like the handhelds? Who got the idea for this?
2: Uh, that was actually high score arcades in, uh, Alameda, the Bay area. Uh, they have two locations. So I had to do two cabinets for them.
0: Wow. Are they, are they Nintendo style?
2: Uh, You know, it was weird. I I actually, when I designed it, I blended three different style cabinets together. Nintendo was one of them, Atari, and then actually a Robotron cabaret as well. So I kind of put the three together to make it uh, that design. So, um, but yeah, I just finished those, but I got to start finishing up some of these custom Nintendo cabinets because I got a big show down in Phoenix next month. So I'm going to show them for the first time to the public. So I'm pretty excited about that. So yeah just doing the custom thing um
0: just doing the custom thing we're going to talk about that in a little bit because uh yeah that's that's a kind of an understatement um yeah i'm looking for do you have any pictures of the oregon trail arcade cabinets up right now
2: um that you can google it um you can google oregon trail uh their san francisco chronicle actually just ran a couple articles one of them was yesterday but they ran one uh about two weeks ago uh, about it and stuff. So that was pretty cool. Got um, some press from, you know, got some attention from them. That was a really cool project. Oh, okay, I really here we go. Got I got it. People. I
0: got it. Oh, this is good. This is well, real. Well,
2: I actually took the cabinets to Chimney Rock in Nebraska, which was one of the inspirations for the project. And I put it in the middle of the field, which I think was private, um, and took pictures of it with Chimney Rock in the background, the actual Chimney Rock. So I had to do it. Um, even though I was exhausted from the project, I was, and I knew I'd regret it before I delivered it. So, um, but those pictures should be online, I think, or at least one of them.
0: Yeah. I'm about to share it with the audience here. Or if you
2: look on claude <laughs> I, yep. I posted it in the restoration section. There's a bunch of pictures yep.
0: of it. I'm just putting one picture up right now. Okay. Um, I just popped it up. It's, uh, you guys can't see it unless you're connected to the chat. Uh, and then will it comes up a little late here, but uh yeah this is this is actually kind of cool having you on the show for this particular thing because there's a co- connection to the minnesota really yeah uh
1: it's startling
2: i did not know this either
0: yeah so the- oregon trail was invented by three guys yes yep from minnesota And
2: i put that in the i'm sorry to interrupt but i put that in the uh i put that on the marquee the yeah. minnesota educational something corporation yeah Yeah. yep, yep. Yeah. So yeah, I actually put, you know, that on the marquee because I wanted to make it look like I know they wouldn't have made it look like this. But if they did, you know, they should have that's their game, you know, yep. like Minnesota. what if they made it and what if they had like an unlimited budget? and They wanted to theme this thing out. What would it look like? And that's what we came up with. So, yeah, that's cool. I totally spaced that. That's awesome.
0: Yeah. Um. So, yeah. So that's, that's freaking fantastic. Right now, uh, the listeners are getting a look at it. Uh, So tell us what you think. I think it's probably one of your best cabinets. I love w- what you did with it. It is a cross of a little bit of, uh, you know, but that fan and the, the wagon wheel for the, the vent is <laughs> yes. that's inspirational. I love it.
2: Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, I, I wanted to, I submitted to them a couple different drawings uh, for designs, high scores, arcades. Um, and I did one where I just like painted it, did a custom paint job on it airbrush like it looked to look like a wagon and stuff and then i gave them that kind of rough wood cut you know like it was on the back of a wagon uh design as well and that's the one that they went with so even if you look at the profile of it like i tried to make it kind of mimic a wagon like with the seat and the point right there like that's the actual canvas top and stuff like that so i tried to sneak little details in there like that you know all throughout the build my favorite part and actually most people's favorite part is that bubblegum crank The coin mech, you know, just trying to make it look old school.
0: Huh. Yeah, no, that's, that is uh, quite the inspired cabinet. So it was a
2: lot of fun. I built two of them. So (laughs) over seven weekends. So I I probably would spend about 14 days total on it. That's very cool. Yeah. So that's what I've been doing.
1: Like in 50 years, somebody's going to find these and go, what the heck was happening?
2: Yeah. And then all that artwork was, I commissioned my friend, uh, Brandon Hovitt and and that's all hand drawn. Like none of that's vectored. Like he just, he's a comic book illustrator. So I told him what I wanted. I wanted to make it look like it was, uh, a newspaper ad like they were trying to get you out. So I wanted to be a history lesson. I wanted the user to be able to have a kind of like history, like why people were going out there in the first place and stuff like that. So, I mean, that's what that whole game was about, right? It was supposed yep. to, it was the only reason they let us play it in school because yep. it was educational, you know? So,
0: so interesting, and I'll share a little bit of this because I have a personal connection to one of the developers for the 2e, oh, awesome. 2E version. Uh, I worked at the Nerdery here in town for a little while. Okay. And one of the um, one of the um, resourcing guys that works there is uh, a guy by the name of John Krenz, K-R-E-N-Z. He was the lead programmer for the Apple 2e version uh, of the game. And I recognize that
2: name when you said yeah. that. I think it's in Wikipedia. Yeah, and,
0: uh, yeah, and he... Um, so. He's a really interesting guy. Uh, he, I, I talked to him a little bit about it. We, we, we kind of nerded out because, I'm, because I'm older and a lot of the guys at the nerdery are a little younger. It was fun to kind of bond with him over this. But did he see it? I don't know. I, I haven't been at the nerdery in like almost two years. Oh, okay. So, but when I was there, we had a great conversation. And you did mention the Minnesota Educational Computing Corporation. That's M E C C or MEC. And MEC used to produce all kinds of different learning games. And the, and Oregon Trail was one of them. So, um, but these, uh, these guys, I think it was, uh, you can look it up on Wikipedia, but it was like Rich Bergeron and Tom Zemlin. I mean, I don't can't remember, but there was a few guys that invented Oregon Trail on like one of those, um, what was the old computer that didn't have a monitor? It had a, a paper, uh, it's spit um. out paper. Remember that thing? What was it called? Uh, I mean, uh, a Vax could technically do that. It's not a Vax, but it was like an... It wasn't like an ENIAC or something. I can't remember what it was, but maybe somebody in the chat remembers. A but Whopper? It was the Whopper. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it. But basically, the the responses you would you would the game would spit out what was happening. You know, you have made it to this point. Um, do you want to hunt? And then you could type yes or no, and it would just move oh, the paper okay. up. And so there was no animations. There was nothing like that. It was all paper based. But they had come up with this whole concept and laid it out in their apartment you know and uh and then they you know put it on the computer and they tested it and people just loved it so eventually and i'm just totally paraphrasing and and condensing the story right now but eventually they moved it to the computer and you got the oregon trail uh the first version there were several versions you can find like i don't know how many iterations of it um my mom and, and um uh, one of my aunt was a uh a, te- a teacher at in down in um the Rochester Austin area in a place called Byron Minnesota and uh she got copies of all the software and would give it to us and uh my mom and her edited the Oregon Trail responses in the game so that you could die from different things other than like dysentery oh, really? yeah so it was really funny cuz you
3: <laughs>
0: you <laughs> died from diarrhea exactly right. <laughs> you died from you know, you know, small, and you know, there were all kinds of things you could die from, but it was really interesting, um, you know, how computing was back then. Anyway, really fun uh, Minnesota connection and a super huge tangent. Um, we but, should, no, that's
2: awesome, man. That's yeah. really cool.
0: So I'm going to re- just run through some of the quick things I've been working on, which are not really, like, I don't know if they really count, but uh, good news, that. good news, uh, this old game uh, sent me a, a tracking number for my Journey art package. Nice. First, yesterday. Awesome. So, uh, should be expecting that soon. Uh, and I'm going to take that. I've already been in contact with, uh, the auto, uh, body shop up the street. I'm going to take my journey cabinet up there and they are going to paint it. Nice. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's going to be, uh, you have
1: to record this process.
0: It's going to be, uh, color coded off the original color. And then I'm going to have them add iridescence to it. And it's going to look pretty nice good for you man
2: that's cool
0: i mean if you're gonna go custom and it's gonna be a machine that's gonna be in your collection why the hell not so So. they're gonna do like a pearl
2: like a blue pearl yeah yeah yeah
0: so it's gonna be really really cool uh i knew you would appreciate that oh uh, yeah so the other thing is um a really good friend of mine uh who's battling cancer right now is uh and his 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 wife bought me A really cool gift for for my arcade and it is the the the, uh, Golden Valley I live in Golden Valley Minnesota the Golden Valley Historical Society collected all of the street signs when they were retired a few years ago and they were renewed so it's like five years ago or something and they sold off all the signs to local uh, residents uh, as a fundraiser and they bought me uh, the street that I live on they bought me the street sign for my block so it has uh, awesome. it has the 7100 block of my street and um and and so and i have a and i just redid uh the wall next to my bar um spackled it up painted it ready to go so i'm gonna hang that on the wall and i have a giant stop sign as well that i had collected earlier and then earlier this week i found a um no through traffic sign at uh at uh, the thrift store so i have this legitimate note like all three signs are from the road probably illegal to own i don't know mm-hmm. but um someone stole them and then sold them to me so <laughs> i have them now <laughs> so those are going on the wall and that's going to be the street sign wall right next to the bar so that's kind of the other thing i've been working on uh so that's, that's kind of that's kind of everything i think that i'm working on in that department so, do you guys hear a train? I might have heard a train.
2: That's that's me. You're going to probably hear it every once in a while. Sorry, everybody. It's okay. Right up next to train
0: tracks, That's <laughs> all right.
1: Speaking <laughs> of trains, it's the time where we go and Dan Reed will join the show. Oh, you want to do that next? Okay, here we go. Did, did we tell, um, did we explain?
0: No, we did any... not explain this. What did, Sam, this has become a running gag.
2: Okay. Dan Reed uh, photo.
0: So Dan, Dan, yes. exactly. Dan used to be a co-host on the show and uh, he, yeah, didn't I meet him at green curse? Yeah. And, and he's too busy to do the show now. So we just harass him all the time. So we're calling him right now. Nice.
2: You should tell him the Zelda guys on here.
0: Yeah. <laughs> we, did, we actually did a news article on your Zelda game.
2: I know. I met him. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Back when he, he did the news last week, he did. He
1: might not this week. Your send, call has been. I, I, I did send him an invite. I saw that. That's very very polite. We're gonna call him one more time, just for a good measure. <laughs> That's this how we got him last time too. <laughs> Your call has been. Oh, oh. He, put it, he put you
0: right to voicemail. He's like, no, I'm not picking up.
1: Yeah. Uh, I I'm in I'm offended. <laughs> We're gonna call him one more time. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
0: Oh my god, I can't believe this. He's just gonna be like, I'm gonna block your
1: number. Nothing <laughs> is horrid. <laughs> that thing you is hor- are calling Okay, okay, we get it, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the end of the Dan Reed minute. That thing is
2: horrid. It's yeah. horrid. I can't imagine people are using it, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Why did he stop?
1: Uh, oh, story. I don't just know. He's too busy. busy. He's a lot of stuff. Yeah, a lot of stuff going on. Oh,
2: you know,
0: it's okay. Mark, Mark, and I put a lot of time into the show, and 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 Dan just doesn't have time. So we we appreciate his you know contributions. He's a fun guest or a guest host when he's on. But you know, oh, we also had a really awesome segment that you know was like, okay, here's the. It's the
1: negative news with. Read
0: because he always <laughs> he, he always hated everything we reported on. <laughs> I, gave, no, I, know. I, gave, I know, I remember that. <laughs> I gave him the segment, he's like, I don't know about this. You know, <laughs> just like every it's like he report on something. So speaking of the news, let's jump right into that. Okay, here we go. It's the arcade news with Adam Stevens. Stevens. Oh, that's right. Um, there's some news this week. Uh, you know, we, we generally have news. News! Police. It's ide- not old, but. New. Right. Fox 43 out of Idaho, Pennsylvania reports that police have identified two of three suspects in a string of arcade game thefts across central Pennsylvania, Delaware, and Maryland. In Lebanon County, Pennsylvania, police have identified i might have already mentioned this two of three suspects in a streak of arcade game thefts spanning three states alicia botwin 42 and michael Satelli, 48 of newport- hey
3: what are you doing man?
0: Yeah, you- <laughs> nice just make it totally okay that's good um <clears throat> of newport richie florida are wanted on theft and conspiracy to commit theft uh the duo it's like bonnie and clyde huh <laughs> along with a third suspect oh i guess bonnie and clyde and gleek uh who <laughs> police are working on to identify allegedly participated in arcade game theft at haas's restaurant is this real <laughs> what's going on Haas? <laughs> at haas's restaurant on june 26th in lebanon county however an investigation has revealed that the trio may be responsible for breaking into similar arcade machines in dauphin county and lanchester county as well police i mean Seriously, there's arcade thefts and it's being reported. It's yeah, that's totally weird.
2: <laughs> so, are they, are they taking paper boys and seven twenties? No, they they're like breaking
0: in the quarters. machine and taking the money. It's like so they just quarters. Quarters. so you get like what? Wouldn't quarters it be a, be a bummer if they went into the arcade and stole a bunch of
1: tokens? <laughs> like,
0: oh, oops I got some tokens now. I don't know what I'm gonna do.
1: You know when i was loading up the joust that i bought i could hear a bunch of coins jingling around <laughs> inside and i told the guy oh man those showbiz pizza tokens must be just really jingling in there <laughs> and he's like oh
0: yeah sure that, go ahead back to you no that's no i think that's that's hilarious so uh via n gadget tar 2600 fans get the revival console they deserve if you want to play retro atari 2600 vcs games. You're not short on options. By the way, that VCS the whole thing—I'm not buying one of those. It's like three hundred dollars, and nobody knows what's happening. They just hired some wow. Xbox programmer guy that is going to help them. I—I'm I, I, actually, you know what? I'm really gun shy on Indiegogo and um, any crowdfunding things now because I've—I've I've actually funded two things. Uh, one turned into total vaporware. They took my money. Um, Another one I funded is the love turntable, which I still have not seen a return on It's like a $300 device. And uh, oh, and there's one other one I did that they just shut down and and gave everybody their money back. So I, I have no confidence in crowdfunding at all. And I think it's a waste of money and I don't think people should do it. So anyway. Uh, off my soapbox. If you it's want the
3: negative news
0: with Adam <laughs> Stevens exactly right, exactly. If you want to play retro RT- Atari Twenty Six Hundred VCS games, you're not on. There's an eBay for the original console. You, you could you could buy as many as you want, right? Uh, or you can get the flashback. Um, but for those who have the original cartridges but don't want to keep an old console on permanent life support or tinker with you know you know get, keeping it working, uh, enter the Retron Seventy Seven, the VCS reimagined for the modern age. This thing comes with a control. With two buttons, so you can be ambidextrous. You can play with your left or your right hand and have the, which is kind of cool. And then it has a couple of uh, angled corners on it so you don't hurt your hand anymore when you're playing with the controller. Um, so that's pretty cool too. And it outputs inglorious 1080p in HD right out of the box. And the thing is about a half the size of the uh, original VCS. Uh, check it out on Engadget, or uh, just Google yeah, Retron R E T R O N seventy seven and check it out. It's made by Hyperkin. I ordered mine last night, so we'll see what it looks like when it comes. Um, I did hear there was a problem with one of the controllers breaking, but they still function. But there's like a something breaks off in the controller, and um, so they're working on fixing that. So if that happens to you, Hyperkin will replace it under warranty. I think there's a limited warranty on it so 90 days or something anyway check it out um yeah so on to the next uh, news article oregon trail as art uh so this is via the uh, san francisco chronicle which you mentioned earlier and the oregon trail was both a game and a rite of passage for millions of students from the 70s to the 2000s many a middle schooler suffered a virtual death of dysentery in a computer lab trying to negotiate their 1800s wagon party across the U.S. So the game is now returned with two playable home builds of the classic game at High Scores Arcades in Alameda and Hayward by our very own Sam, who is on the show tonight. So that's pretty cool. Oregon Trail may be the ultimate video game. And uh, you know what? It's interesting. You can you can mention video games to anybody and you know there's consistency and what people respond with right donkey kong a pac-man right but if you say oregon trail or you have died of dysentery everybody knows what you're talking about everybody so it's it's fantastic so the game was developed in 1971 by mech we mentioned that earlier in the show It flourished in the 80s and 90s. Um, Apple computers sold to schools in bulk often came bundled with the game. So, all all the Apple computers that you might have played in your school when you were a kid had this on there. Of course, we all know that. And the chatters are lighting up with their comments on on Oregon Trail, of course. So, uh, Sonic, uh, Sonicu Brat, I don't know who that is. It's a new guy or a new gal. Sonicu Brat, that cabin, Sonicu Brat or Brat, is it Brat? Maybe, maybe it's a brat.
1: I don't know, but she wants to see somebody's face, but I, I don't know who is she talking to. Me, either, either me or you. Oh, I
0: have my face totally covered up. <laughs> <Yeah>. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, can't, I can't do that. I, I, have to, I have to talk into the mic. So, oh, okay.
1: Yeah. brat, brat. She wants to see your mouth. That's kind of weird.
3: <laughs> I'm
0: freaking out, man. I'm freaking out. <laughs> that's, that's, uh, here you go. This is my one
1: shot. Mm-hmm. Oh, all right. Oh, there, it says Adams Arcade on your glass. That's yeah, I'm nice. drinking. So,
0: Sanaku Brat um, says that the cabinet for Oregon Trail is incredible. Amazing work for sure. Thank you. Yeah, and thanks for being on the show. Cause, uh, and where where is Greaseball? Greaseball is Greaseball in here? i don't see Greaseball.
1: Him. He's probably <laughs> going to come back later.
0: And we're we're missing a few regulars, but you know. hmm Anyway, so uh, that's the arcade news. I think we should move on. Um, what do you think, Mark? Yeah, I'm in. All right, here we go.
3: Back in '82,
2: I used to be able to throw a pigskin quarter mile.
1: Back, back to the to cave. cave with Time with Runner. Why are things so heavy in the future? Is there a problem with the Earth's
3: gravitational pull? Yeah.
1: Hey, jump in the DeLorean, we're going to set our time circuits to July 12th, 1976. Nothing, I was just just laughing. How many years is that? 42 years ago? That's it? Why did I pick that date? (laughs) I don't know, Uh, but
0: you know what? I don't know. Sam was born in 77, so you were close.
2: 77. Nice.
1: Yeah, so (laughs) let's talk about what was going on 42 years ago on today's date. 42. Uh, That's the answer to the universe. That's why you picked it. Oh, maybe. Um, Exidy released Death Race in April 1976, a racing game based on the film Death Race 2000 to video arcades. News of the game's existence did not break nationally, though, until uh, newspapers uh, sort of picked up on it the first week of July 42 years ago after after a pretty much quiet rollout. Uh, the game sparked a public outcry, of course, over violence in video games because, you know, those zombies deserve to live. <laughs> and as a result, it was banned in many areas. Nice. Okay. What? Oh, um, Adam, there's some red cues that are underlined in my notes. Do you see those red cues? Yeah, I Yes. I do. So you have to click on those and then play that audio. Adam is in charge of the audio goodness of this show.
0: Well, well, you know, uh,
1: so, and by the way, some of them have like timestamps, so you have to like get it to be like right there. Anyway. Okay. Let me, let me jump in here. <laughs> Wait a second. I, <laughs> <laughs> I can see Adam's little highlight. Like he's, he's desperately trying to click on the link right now. <laughs> so the... I'm sorry. Oh, I know, okay, the, good. I know this clip. <laughs> oh, you do. Good. Okay. We're going to talk about what happened at the box office on July 12th, nineteen <laughs> right. I'm
0: putting it on the screen.
1: Okay. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Logan's Run, a 1976 American sci fi film starring Michael York, Jenny A Gutter So Hot, Farrah Fawcett, and Peter Ustinoff. <laughs> yes, as the it cat herder. A, yes, it depicted a utopian future society on the surface revealed as a dystopia where the population and the consumption of resources are maintained in equilibrium by killing everyone who reaches the age of 30. You know, in the book, they had to reach the age of 21 they got killed, but I figure they were like, there's no way we're hiring 20-year-olds to do this movie. Forget it. <laughs> Story follows the actions of Logan 5, a sandman, which is what they call their cops that kill people that try to run away, um, who has terminated others and, and have attempted Yo, to escape death. It. And he's now faced with termination himself. Do, have you seen uh, Logan's run? Anybody? I have. I yeah. Oh, man. You guys. Wait, you both haven't seen it? I've no, I have. I've seen it a million oh, times. Oh, okay. Yeah. But, well, Sam, you've got a good movie. Uh, that you, you need it to sounds watch good. Yeah, they <laughs> keep wanting to remake it. So, it's way better than, like, watching the Old West World or something. Yeah. Oh, my God. That Old West World is something
0: else. But anyway, the, the interesting thing about Logan's Run is it came out, like, literally uh, almost a year to the date. Well, a le- little less than a year to, uh, to Star Wars. And it was really the last. Um, Cheese ball movie yeah, before Star Wars it was the last sci-fi movie of its genre sort of a carryover from the 60s if you will so, oh yeah totally Star Wars
1: redefined the genre for sure it
0: did and and, and I love Logan's run for its pop culture references and um, the way they shot it and just the, the whole subject matter and it's fantastic but it is no Star Wars so those of you who have not seen it you have to take it in that light um, it is a different kind of sci-fi movie. It is a real sci-fi movie that you have to kind of immerse yourself in, you know, sort of
1: imagine. Uh, I recommend seeing the unrated version because there are some excellent boobies scenes. <laughs> <laughs> Just yes. To be clear, they realize this movie is not so good sci-fi, but let's put in some boobies. Oh my gosh! It is. Yeah. It, uh, yeah. Apologies ahead of time to Sam's girlfriend. Or, you know or the or late, girlfriend. the mid to late seventies. <laughs> the mid
0: to the late seventies were really a highway for. They used to call it TNA TV. Really, you know.
1: Oh my goodness. Okay. Let's you see had what, Buck, you had what, Buck what,
0: Rogers. You had Bu- Battlestar Galactica with scantily clad women. And, right. You know, Dukes of
1: Hazzard. Speaking of TV, let's talk about what was on TV this night, July 12th, 1976. Right. Yeah. Lo- I looked. It's the summer, right? So it's really a slow summer. <laughs> they they just have repeats. Um, the most interesting thing that was on television tonight was the Rich Little show. What? It was a, Yes. Little? By the way, Rich Little is still alive. He's an incredible impressionist. And he used to be, I mean, that was his schnick, basically. Play. He would do impressions of famous people and i have a link of him doing a recent impression rich by the way is 79 years old and he's like a vegas regular he does like a comedy show there where he goes over his career and does these these great impressions but he was really big in the 70s he was like on every yep. variety show that existed it's been in a bunch of movies too yeah i mean and he's hung out with one time he hung out with ronald reagan and uh, he showed up late to some you know luncheon and reagan's like this is like during the Grenada, you know, bombing sure. in the '80s. Yeah, and and, and Reagan's like, you know, uh, Rich, you take over for me. And then the reporters were asking Rich Little questions. That's hilarious. Should and I play was, the clip? And answer, yeah, go ahead. All right. Welcome Rich Little. Oh, I had a I had a link to jump ahead. Of. Sorry. It's okay. It gets good at 29 seconds. He still looks pretty good. This was a few years ago, though. Oh, he was still in the 70s.
3: Regis, who is Dean Martin? (laughs) You know, I've been doing impressions for a long, long, long time. And I think the key to staying
0: on top is to keep your act fresh, to come up with new people all the time.
3: People like, uh, like Dr. Phil. I know that, that, that you know that that I know that that, that you know. And if you knew that I knew that, then 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 we both would know if
1: if we knew. <laughs> See that's good, right? It's really good. It's really good. I mean, uh, if uh, he's still doing that today. Well, I've done old. a lot of
0: politicians over the years. Let's give him one more chance here. I've done here. people like, like Bill Clinton, who wrote me a lot of great material. Yeah. <laughs> and George W. Bush. I don't know why the American people
2: are picking on me. <laughs> I haven't done anything. <laughs>
1: Alright Was that during the presidency? But my
0: favorite
3: My favorite politician by far Was always Ronald Reagan
0: Oh yeah, it's because he, he Might as well hear this, right?
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> He's just doing like a physical Who the hell emotion. are you? <laughs> Who the hell are you? Yeah That's lovely Lovely, <laughs> and then that brings us to our next portion and the second, ele- well, the the last thing before the real interview begins. Hey, Adam, what's in the juke?
3: Hello, and welcome to what's in the juke. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Okay. All right. Okay, Okay.
0: creepers, creepers. We have tonight a special theme. Tell me about it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Or should I talk about it? Tonight. I'll do it.
0: uh, Well, I was going to do it in a smooth voice. Go ahead.
1: (laughs) Your your voice is way smoother.
0: (laughs) Tonight we have a theme. It's Yacht Rock. That's right. Tonight it's Yacht Rock night. What's that? It's The musical sense, Yacht Rock, refers to a highly polished brand of soft rock that emanated from the Southern California region between 1976 and 1984. The term is meant to suggest the kind of smooth, mellow music that early yuppies like to enjoy while sipping champagne and snorting cocaine on their yachts. (laughs) That's
1: right. We're going there. Let's begin. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. Everybody's ready to guess these songs, so We've got... <laughs> my fingers are ready. That's right. Get your
0: browsers ready. We got Tico Traveler. We got Mike Martin. We got David from Buffalo. We have Sonic Brat. We have Bronco Billy. There's a There's a bunch of people in the chat tonight. Thanks for tuning in. This is What's in the Juke. We'll play a few seconds of the song, and you guys see if you can figure out what it is. So... Uh, moving right into the first song. Uh, oh, that's not it. That, that's wow. A, that was an ad. You know the problem with, uh, you know, when you don't own all the songs and you got to find them elsewhere, you just end up getting, like... What, you didn't have every Yacht Rock song made? No. Uh, we should have consulted. Here we go. This is... G-
1: Hello, yeah, has been a while. Whoa. Did I just Good give... Like you. Did I give yeah. it away? That I'm it? like, I do not know what... I didn't even know Yacht Rock existed until yesterday. <laughs> yeah.
0: Austin Kane, thanks for joining in, checking in. To, all right, man. See if you guys... in Lower Town, St. Paul. Man, they got a nice little loft apartment there. That love that place. Okay, here we go. So here we go. I'm going to play another clip. Not
3: much. How about you? Well,
0: this song sucks. I'm not sure uh-huh. why. I guess I really just wanted to talk to you, and I was thinking maybe later on. I mean, cocaine and arcade games—they go together pretty good, right?
1: I, well, I mean, you know, as long as the control panel is level, somewhat. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Yeah, hey, this so, one I don't think anybody's gonna get. I didn't even know this one, so. No,
0: this is this is like a this song blows. Let's, let, here comes the chorus.
3: We could get together. Such a long, a long time to
1: miss your smile. Sounds like, believe it or not. Believe it or believe not. It this, this, this is a good song, listen.
0: Let's see if anybody can get it after that.
3: <laughs>
0: it's like Nobody the most get. I've ever played of a clip. <laughs> It's like, it's yeah. like the yeah. most ever.
1: <laughs> I agree. Some Dave from Buffalo says it sounds like something from a movie with Robbie Benson. This, is, this is kind of you know. I bet you Casey would have got it. All right, we're gonna have to give it up. It's called "I'd Really
0: Love to See You Tonight" by England Dan and John Ford Coley. They also made some yeah. other music
1: uh, uh, for television. I, I, I thought they were like one hit wonder, wonders.
0: Um, let me just say England Dan and they did uh, the theme for James at fifteen.
1: Oh, my God. Shoot me in the head now. Okay. <laughs> All right. We've got nine more of these folks. That interview is right around the corner.
0: Right. Okay, so here comes the next one. Uh, you guys may have a better chance at this one, I, I think. I yeah. I don't know. What do you mean you don't know?
1: <laughs> you,
0: put the, you put these in there. This is your fault.
1: They get better as you get closer to the first one. The last one, I mean.
2: Oh, oh, <laughs> it, John.
0: Now it's funny because I love when the guests are on because, like, they want <laughs> they want a guest, they want a guest, you know. But they don't half the time. Our guests just don't get it. I mean, they don't. They yeah, don't...
1: Eugene Jarvis guessed wrong like nine times. <laughs> yeah, it was great. <laughs> it was awesome.
0: So, and and with Casey out tonight, there's a chance that somebody else is going to win tonight. This is a great song. I can't believe we haven't had a, a hit already. Uh, this, is, this is
1: embarrassing. Everybody in the chat's like, "What is this? The, this was not
0: in our game." Wait, no, oh, R- wait. It's that's correct. RC Cola
1: seven 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 just nailed it. Who the hell is that? I don't know, but thanks for being on the show, RC Cola, and I love RC Cola. Right on, me too. Like who
0: doesn't? Is that your wife, Sam? No
2: way. <laughs> she's good at this stuff, though. She really is.
0: Steal away. Uh, you get a so you get a half point, RC Cola. If you can name the artist, you get a full point. So anybody?
2: She says she knew.
0: <laughs> you know Baldwin me, Mark. It. Robbie Dupree. So we got a split brain already. We got Robbie Dupree. Annie Baldwin gets half point, and RC Cola gets steal away. Welcome to the show. That's what I'm talking about. So, all uh, right, all right. <laughs> I love, all right. I love when you say that because then I want to repeat it every time you say it. <laughs> I know you do. <laughs> I sometimes, you know, you, you just, I don't know, you don't, you have no idea how many times I listen to my own voicemail. Okay. <laughs> oh. so, <laughs> All right, the next one is happens to be one of my all time favorites, and uh, my uh, my girl loves this song. Here it comes. Wow, that is brave. Is that that's only three seconds? Do you think that nobody enough?
1: knows that part? I'm gonna assure you. Really?
0: Oh, I love it. Andy Baldwin's in touch with Greaseball. He says he's out with his family, but it sends his love. See, RC Cola got it. Who the hell is RC Cola? I love you. You're doing awesome, and it's not Hall Oats. Casey, what the Casey hell here? You? <laughs> he just jumps in. Nope, it's not Hall Oats. <laughs> 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 you just happen to get Yacht Rock tonight. I'm sorry about that, man. <laughs> Kelsey is here. <laughs> Mike Martin. Mike Martin chimes in, Kelsey is here. We haven't called him
1: Kelsey in a long time. Have I? Not in a, not in like pre- 3 weeks. I've been pretty good about that. Oh, I jumped to next to So wait, the, wait, who so who got that?
0: Well, we we have um Baby Comeback RC? was done by RC Cola first, so right. they, have, they have a full point now. And it's player Andy Baldwin got the other half, so he's got a full
1: point. Okay, so they're tied. They're tied. And and Cola is Eric from Arcade Repair Tips uh, podcast, by the way. Eric. This is awesome.
0: Eric. I like Eric. Okay, here we go. Okay. So uh, the next one is. Oh, Casey's on it. He got a half point already. Oh, my God. Yeah, How he... did he do that? I don't know. Hey. He might have heard me accidentally play it a little earlier. <laughs> I played like one second of it earlier. You can't. I'm
1: like, I have no idea what song this is.
0: That's an awesome song. You haven't heard this song?
1: It's an eight year window. I was like, I barely knew cars were different. Oh my God. This is the best. Of course, like
0: poor Sam wasn't even born when the song was released. Jesus. You know? It's like, okay. Okay. <laughs> In my life. Yep. Come on. get the. You guys got to get the song.
1: There's a Huey Lewis song called The Same Thing.
3: I've been wondering, wondering why. Still somehow I believe we all survive. survive. I'm
0: going to try this at karaoke next time. I think this is a good song. That's
2: easy. Listen.
0: Yeah, that's, that's kind of what Yacht Rock is. Yacht Rock. Nice. So relax. Uh, Casey, we're going to give it to you. You're close enough, and you're the first person to do it. So uh, right. this is it by Kenny Loggins. Right tie. Three-way. We got a three-way going? All right. Uh, <laughs> this is great. Here we go. I'm totally making a Yacht Rock mix today. Oh, Bow, bow. this is all like make love music. Oh yeah, get down. The door's open. Somebody get the mirror out. The swiveling bed. Let me throw you. That's right. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's right, we got <laughs> Michael McDonald and Keep Forgetting. So Keep Forgetting was um Dan Copeland. Uh was the first person to get it. So Daniel Copeland. Okay. And um first person to get the artist was R.C. Cola. No, 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 no. It was Casey. Oh no, no, it's RC Cola.
1: Okay. R.C. Cola in the lead. Yep.
0: Awesome. That was nicely done we got some we got some uh some competition in the juke tonight you know alright Her- <laughs> what are you talking about you're laughing at me uh, I don't know what to say <laughs> I don't know what to say this is very embarrassing for all of us uh the next song you may remember Rigo. we go and play the clip and play the clip what is going on here what? something happened oh no yeah, like, all I can pull up right now is ABBA. Let me clear that. Yeah. Yep. So, for me, my library, songs. Did I just delete, like, the entire... I still see it. There we go. All right, let's try this again. No, I. it was a problem with iTunes. I got it. I got it fixed. I got it fixed. Trust me. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> That's hard. Just the drum beats, right? Wow. Let's try that again. Oh my god, Andy Ballman hit it. Andy Ballman got both of them just off the drum beat. (laughs) I'm proud of you guys. This Yacht Rock thing is working out tonight. Oh my god. You can't tell me.
3: Rosanna, Rosanna, that girl like
0: you. So you 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 guys you have to admit you heard this, right? Oh yeah well, that, Yeah yeah. <gasps> <gasps>
1: oh I love it.
0: <laughs> Next one. That's it.
1: So digital, and then it definitely goes into like an analog thing. Andy Baldwin nailed it again. Kisses
0: on my lost Holland hey. Oats. Holland Pates. <laughs> yeah, I, I get it. Andy did get it. <laughs> he did get it. Oh my God. Holland. You know, you got to play a little for the audience, right? You got to.
1: Peter Hall sounds really cool.
0: Here's an interesting, I'm going to play, I'm going to give you a little music trivia after this next clip. Here we go. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this is great. I'm just going to play this just to throw people off here.
1: Oh, they're getting confused
2: about
0: oh. his band. Oh, that's not gonna work. Yep. Casey. Casey. Uh wait a he second got though. Thing incorrectly. Uh actually he got the artist wrong, so we're gonna the artist no, he got the artist no, correct. He got the artist right. Yeah, but you know what's interesting, the song is also by Kenny Loggins. <laughs> no this is <laughs> No, Uh, Kenny Loggins and...
1: and The Doobie Brothers.
0: Kenny Loggins and uh, Michael McDonald recorded this
1: song. Oh. But but as the Doobie Brothers.
0: Yeah, no, this was... Yeah, yeah. Anyway, it's a... it's a fun one So they, they've done out their own version of it So I can, I can see why you know. So
1: the Doobie Brothers would have fooled Believes in case anybody's listening to this in their they, truck Right
0: and there's like why don't they just Say what the name of the song was And you know what's funny Right now on Yacht Rock on Sirius Radio They play the next artist Over and over again Like you can't go five songs without hearing this huh. So here we go
3: Interesting pick
0: So good, man. So good. Andy Baldwin got Steely Dan. And what track is it? Not Fool Believe. Someone's way behind. <laughs> hey 19. Casey gets the other half.
1: All right. All right. So let's That's see. Good. That means uh, Andy Baldwin is in first with 3.5 points. Casey with 2.5. RC Cola, Eric with 1.5. And Daniel Copeland with... Point five. Let's make this next one worth uh, three points. Okay, here we go. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I'll
0: play it again. Wow, my, my phone just went berserk. I don't know why.
1: Just wait till it goes frenzy. Casey got Christopher
0: Cross off that. And sailing Casey just <laughs> Got three points sailing. Did he just swoop in He did He swooped in He just swooped in And took over Bronco Billy Michael Jackson Nice Nice <laughs> Daniel Copeland The Lion King <laughs> Dude Casey never ceases to amaze me I mean I thought I was good But I probably wouldn't do
1: as good as him This is the third glass of wine, <laughs> It is the third... This is at the end of the night when you've sniffed all your cocaine and you're throwing up off the end of the boat. Oh, my God. <laughs> we ran out of gas on the yacht. We're just
3: going
1: to have to...
0: Where's my yacht?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <I guess. laughs> oh, can <sighs> Just you wait and see. <laughs>
0: Okay, I'm just going to cut that off. All right. Right at the chorus. Just leave everybody hanging. If you want to hear the rest of it, just find it. It's a fantastic song. Tonight, that was Yacht Rock. And thanks for listening in to... Hello,
3: and welcome to
0: What's in the (laughs) Joke. Nice. We'll have to have some sort of outro music. I think it's... uh, We've got to check the voicemail box. What do you think?
1: Yeah, why not? I mean, nobody's left anything.
0: Oh, wait. I see something (laughs) in there. I see something in there. Okay, let's give it a shot.
3: Thank you for calling 612-548-GAME. This is Arcade Radio. Please leave your message after the tone.
1: Hey, uh, long time no call, my Arcade Radio hombres. It's your buddy, Bob Zardin. Bob! panel expert and technician. I heard today uh, you were going to talk about uh, the Oregon Trail... I just want to call it and say, uh, I've crossed that particular trail before, uh, it was in a little park in Eugene, Oregon. Uh, I think they had like two beer stands on each end, and then you'd see before you made a full loop. it was a blast. I highly recommend it. Uh, you know, I know it's been a while since I called, uh, I just wanted to offer an explanation, so here it is. Plastics. but well, that's all I've got for you tonight. I'm looking forward to catching up on all them episodes I missed. I like to listen when I'm uh, re my shed. It's super fun. You should try it, but, you know, get your own shed. Mine's off-limits. It's ours out. <laughs> wow. That's pretty... <laughs> That's a good one. I haven't, heard, I haven't
0: heard him in a long time. That, was, uh, that yep, was great. He hasn't lost it. By the way, if you're interested in calling, uh, the number is 612-548-GAME, and feel free to leave us a message. If you do, we'll play it on the show. So, I think that brings us to the next uh, segment, which is. Please welcome to the show one more time, Mr. Sam Bauman.
2: Hi. Thank you very much for having me. <laughs>
0: mark why don't you kick us off let's ask this guy some questions so sam
1: as a youth
0: (laughs) wait read it read it more dramatically
1: please what were the circumstances where you first became hooked on arcade games
2: oh man that's a good question um you know what's weird is i actually didn't play that video games that much growing up um i spent a lot of time when i was uh a kid with my brother in arcades and stuff like that. But, um, I really wasn't that much into, um, video games. It wasn't actually until, uh, later on in life when I watched the King of Kong that I really got into the nostalgia that was kind of tied into like a lot of people, you know what I mean? That was tied into, uh, the arcade games and stuff like that. I did spend a lot of time playing video games though. It was, a, it was a good time.
0: So, okay. So I have two parts to this next question then. So King of Kong triggered nostalgia from what, yeah. what perspective like what did you see in king of kong that said oh my god i, I kind of remember going was it like i remember going to the arcade with my brother and that was a really fun time or do you remember like the lights and the you know what was the allure
2: i think the thing that that got me and captured my imagination was the fact that you could actually own your own arcade game like i never connected those dots before you know like i never really even thought about it and then i was like how cool would that be to have your own arcade games in your house, you know, like to play and just, you know, look at and stuff and remind you of like, you know, the times you did spend in the arcade. I, I didn't spend that much time in my 20s and 30s in the arcades, you know. Yeah. As a teenager, I did. But, sure, sure, sure. So I thought that was really cool.
0: As a teen, uh, do you remember certain games or?
2: Uh, you know what's funny is I remember getting uh, $20 from my grandmother. Uh, when I was like twelve, thirteen, me and my brother both got twenty dollars. We went to the arcade in San Diego. It's called Yellow Brick Road, which doesn't exist anymore yeah. in the UTC Mall. And we played Terminator Two, and we we spent all of our Christmas money beating that game. It had just come out, and so we got the money and we did it. You know, it was one of the things. That, and which is funny because we recently tried to play it together, and my brother gave up. He's like, I don't want to do this <laughs> after about two hours in and stuff. And it was on free play. Oh yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, he was just like ah, this is too much work, and I was like, dude, we did this when we were twelve. How can we can't do it when we we're forty? <laughs> that's hilarious, you know. So, um, do you find that? Yeah, that's that's one of the games, and also um, Double Dragon was another one I remember. Oh, yeah, yeah. really popular, and uh, we played that one a lot. Street Fighter Two, obviously, as well. You know, so
0: sweet. Were those were those considered favorites then back then?
2: For me, yeah, I you know I don't I remember playing. Um, moon patrol at chucky e. cheese and stuff but i didn't i don't i don't remember playing donkey kong i don't remember playing sure. pac-man i remember loving pac-man but i don't remember playing it you know so the only time we really got to play arcade games was at Chuck E. cheese like a lot of people you know
0: well you're so. interestingly enough we've mentioned your birth year on the show so uh, i was yeah i'm 72 you 77 so that's five years and in the arcade community that's a whole you know that's a whole lifetime so yeah. By 19, yeah, because you they were popular in the early 80s, right? Right. So in 83, they, there was the crash. So all of those early arcade games would have been conversions, or you probably rarely saw a Pac Man when you were the prime oh, age. Oh, okay. So when, if you were like 10 to 15 years old and you're going to the arcades, you were probably seeing the late 80s games like APB and Stun Runner and Hang yeah. On, uh, Afterburner. Yeah. All those types of games probably ring more true to you than, say, Pac Man. You know? the golden yeah. age of JAMA. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it, a lot of those games are even pre jamma but there JAMA was around. Right. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's, uh,
2: but I remember having a Pac-Man t-shirt. I remember having a Pac-Man board game. Sure. Like yeah. That. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I mean the Pac is Pac-Mania or whatever, you know, so
0: yeah, that stuff was around for years and yeah. much of it is on my walls. <laughs> so Mark, what do you guys I still have that Pac-Man
2: board game? <laughs> I have one too. Nice. I don't know how it works. <laughs> I have no idea.
1: Mark, what you got? Um, let's let's find out. So do you, and this is funny because I'm like looking at your site, your Facebook page and everything before I ask this, but as far as collecting arcade games as a hobby, like what really, I mean, was it King of Kong that kicked you into that? I, mean, I, I don't really know what's in your, ho- what's in your collection.
2: Okay, so I don't have actually any original uh, Nintendo games. I've had two, I mean, not Nintendo, um, arcade games. I've had two. uh, Like I said, I saw that King of Kong movie, um, and um, I ended up going to, I drove from Denver to actually with Cody who's watching I took her, like, we just started dating, too. So I was like, we're going to Kansas to get this Pac-Man cocktail oh, machine. Sweet. And she's like, what? We've only been dating for a month. So who is this guy? Correct <laughs> me, to the middle of nowhere. Uh, so we went out to Colby, Kansas, and we got a Pac-Man cocktail machine. And I had that for a while. Uh, then I ended up selling it. And then I drove from Denver to, I decided I want to get a Donkey Kong. So I ended up driving to Milwaukee uh, to get a red Donkey Kong, an original red five-slot Red Donkey Kong, which is what spawned all these Nintendo cabinets, because I made a stencil from it, and which has spawned all these Nintendo cabinets that I've that I've been making. So, uh, 34K Andrew, who you know, is actually the owner of that ar- that game that cabinet now. So, so I only had two original games, and everything else I've built.
1: What What is that behind you? Like, that blue thing? Oh, is that that's, a, table?
2: that's a that's a light table. Yeah, oh. I'm, in, I'm in my office at work, so. Uh, I have art stuff around here and stuff like that. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, actually when I saw that King of Kong, I, I was like, people are building. I didn't want to just buy one. I wanted to build one. And so I showed up at Andrew 34 K's house. I met him. I just met him at uh, the Rocky mountain pinball showdown and I had a backpack with a notepad, a notepad. And uh, a tape measure. So this guy walks up to him. I'm like, hey, dude, you have a Donkey Kong? Can I come over to your house and measure it? I mean, that's not weird, you know? So, uh, (laughs) yeah, so I walked into his house and I just started taking pictures and measuring stuff. And then I ended up going and getting that red uh, Donkey Kong. So that helped me a lot to use as a reference for a lot of these builds. And then when I was done with it, I ended up uh, selling it because I was like, well, I want to build my own red donkey Kong and I want to put a 25 inch monitor and make it like a Namco trio cabinet and mod it out and stuff, you know? So.
1: Man, I love that too. Hey, do you sign your build when you're done somewhere? I I
2: just started doing that. Yeah. Yeah. I did it to the original legend of Zelda. I did it to the Oregon trails. I've been doing it to the new cabinets on the back. Yeah. Instead of doing a little plate, I just put my name and who it's for and, and what it is. You know, I'm numbering them too, and it's just in Sharpie, you know, just to kind of give it that little bit more artistic aspect, sure. you know, that it's an art piece, because that's what I'm going for with these things. You know, I want them to be they're like art pieces. You yeah, know, I so know.
1: I'd like to have a bombing in my garage or <laughs> living room rather. I
0: mean, come on, let's let's be serious. So we um we found your Zelda machine on eBay, I think. That's what? It. Uh, was it ebay or was it just uh it was just a news article yeah way. as
2: far as i know yeah it it got around the internet
0: yeah so it was uh, it, it was like on you know like katako or something or Kata, katako right? yeah. yeah so yes. uh and we reported on it on this show um probably last year sometime and i i just remember dan reed saying i don't know
2: about this yeah i know i remember that from <laughs> i went up to him he's like i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> cool, man. it's not everybody's cup of tea i mean it doesn't make sense <laughs> Now, you know, it really doesn't. You know, that was the number one critic, criticism I got, is Nintendo would have never made a Legend of Zelda cabinet. And no, I'm like, yeah, I know, they didn't. But, you know, and,
0: they made a Super Mario cabinet.
1: But yeah. that's the beautiful thing about it, is that it is a unique kind of, you know, like, hey... Right. I, I yeah. know I saw John and John's arcade probably said something like that, where nobody's going to stand in front of that cabinet for three hours, but and, no, and, you but, know, but you but that, you'd that was sit a, on the
2: st- st- second number one criticism. And I was just like, I mean, you know, if you have an imagination to, you know, make something like this, then you, I would think you'd have the imagination to realize that you could just sit in front of it in a bar stool. You mean? Know? <laughs> Correct.
1: Yeah. <laughs> bar stools always work.
2: Yeah. So, but yeah, um, yeah, that all came about because, uh, I built a, a, a Donkey Kong Pauline edition. Then I built a Fix It Felix. And I was just like, "Well, what what could I do that was cooler? I mean, th- than that, you know? Like, what 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 could you do?" And then I was like, "Well, wait, why can't you make a cabinet for a game that never existed but should have, like, The Legend of Zelda, uh, or Mega Man, or Ducktales, or Castlevania, or all these cool games, you know?" So. Mm
0: so i just threw uh the zelda picture up there and i also just threw the mega man one up which is really cool, cool. um i love that you you picked the nintendo theme even though mega man probably was would have been licensed capcom. by nintendo right so yeah. they, they would have licensed it from capcom to you know and that happened all the time in the 80s you know everybody was licensing stuff but these cabinets are unbelievably cool in the in the 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 quality of work that goes into the the paint—that's—that's that's what I'm looking for in my journey. Is I'm, it's gonna, you know, I'm yeah, kind of taking it up you. a notch. And I think I think I might have been inspired by talking to you at Greenfest last year. I'm like cool. you know what, you know what, if you're gonna do a a, a rebuild of something, let's do it right, you know.
3: Because
0: mm-hmm. nothing on that cabinet's gonna be original except the cabinet. So I might as well go all out and make it fun. So if you look at these things there's the, the attention to detail and this is the, this detail you've seen the Oregon trail too with the wagon wheel. Um, but the, uh, CNC'd, uh, Mega Man front panel where the, that's sp- not cnc
2: seed actually, that's my hands.
0: Oh my God. That's just wow. amazing. So you got this, yeah. Yeah, would you do that with a jigsaw or what? <laughs>
2: uh, I created a, I created a stencil and then I put it on there on the wood and then I just drilled all those holes individually and then I routed them and, I had to do a lot of sanding and repairing and stuff just to kind of get it to wow. look legit. But yeah, none of that CNC, everything's by hand. Wow. So that's just amazing.
0: So, yeah. and then what's on the inside? Slightly obsessive. Yeah, right. <laughs> what? What's on the inside of these things? So you have an actual so, legit Nintendo or what?
2: So I, I, uh, legend of Zelda went through a whole evolution process. I actually built two cabinets before I got and um, before i got to that one that you're probably showing a picture of and it's changed since then as well but the first legend of zelda that i built i'd used actually a chrome vinyl wrap on and i just wasn't happy with it so i ended up uh stripping it all off, and i know how to paint um automotive light so that's why i switched to that but i was going to originally put a pc 10 uh in this and make it a play choice 10. so i actually bought all the stuff um the Sanyo. I bought the board. I bought the adapter. I bought the the, the power pack, the harness, all that stuff. And I was like, wait a minute. I just spent a thousand dollars because I don't want to destroy a cabinet. That's not what I'm about. I'm about building my own from you know scratch and no, no harm, no foul. I use all reproduction parts. Take Man. I get a, you know his coin doors are amazing. Um, yeah. I've gotten a lot from him, and I also get a lot of stuff from uh, Mike's Arcade. So it's all new yeah. parts and stuff, but. Anyway, I, I long story long, I ended up just I just put an NES in there. So I was like, I'm wasting money, you know, just doing that. It's a multi NES machine, so you know, people are like, well, you would never make a Legend of Zelda. Well, it's not a dedicated Legend of Zelda. You can play any game on that sure, thing. Sure,
0: sure. So. And that's actually really cool. I think, you know, I, I love the criticism. Especially, as like okay. So why, you know, why does everyone have to be a critic? Like, why can't you just see this is a freaking machine you're going to put directly? Into, dicks. You're going to uh, yeah, you're going to put it directly into well, your own, into your house, right? It's going right into right. your home. And what are you going to do? You're going to sit on a stool. You're going to have a beer, and you're going to play Zelda. That sounds like a lot yeah. of fun to me, actually. You know, or Mega Man. There's tons of people that love Mega Man. You know.
2: Yeah, and Mega Man is actually a lot of fun to play in an arcade format. I mean, it's you know, side-scrolling platformer. So. You know that one's a really fun. Same with Ducktales. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. you know, yeah. Zelda, it's just a Zelda themed multi. It's a Zelda themed PC ten essentially. You know what I mean? Like exactly. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. And you, so you and know, know.
0: Super Super Mario Brothers, not meant to be played in an arcade, right? But yet there it is in a red tent yep. and in a PlayTrace ten. Yeah, yeah. Slightly different, right? They made it a little harder, and yeah, like... yeah. But it's a timed game, and you could do the same thing with Zelda, although you'd be kind of annoyed because you'd have to keep putting in money.
2: Yeah, but but you know, like I said, I I you know that's why I think I went the whole nine yards with these things cause, and put all those details in there is because I I mostly just wanted it to be an art piece. You know, it's fun for me and a challenge too, just to kind of do different techniques and try new things to try to make this really cool, like stunning. Piece, you sure.
0: know so so let's talk a little bit since we're in your your office and thanks for staying on late at the oh, no problem, man. uh there's some awesome art behind you right now i guess yeah joe like. uh, can you tilt the tilt your monitor up a little bit so we can see that yeah yeah that's legit and uh it looks like you might be the safety officer for your building
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh no, that's my uniform for work. Okay,
0: yeah. so so that's freaking awesome. I love. Uh, yeah, I painted those. So tell me, uh, what where are you working now, and what are you doing for the company? How did you get into it?
2: So I have a background in uh, graphic design and art, and I also have a background in auto body and auto um, automotive repair So um, I just have a really uh, diverse skill set. So I've, I've spent a lot of time in uh, auto body. Um, and, uh, it was, it's fun. I like it, but, um, I also am an artist, so I'm lucky enough that I'm able to do a job that really doesn't exist anymore, which is a old school, like theme park, theme park, uh, artist. So I make a lot of props and scenic art and signs and, uh, all kinds of hand painted airbrushed. You know, painted. I restore carousel horses, stuff like that. So I get to I get to utilize a lot of the things that I like to do every day at my job. So uh, I'm the actually the creative arts manager at a theme park called Elitch Gardens in Denver, Colorado. So um, we have a small shop, and we get to do all kinds of cool custom stuff. You know, every day. So that's kind of, you can see a little bit. Of, actually, the Oregon Trail cabinet came from a sign I was just finishing that looks very similar to it with the copper and rivets and all that stuff. And when that project came along, I was like, I'm going to make it look like this, you know. That's so it was cool. a Western-themed sign.
0: You know? Absolutely. Yeah, that worked that worked, It's really fun. I awesome.
2: can't wait. It like the July 4th, somebody was saying, everybody was complaining about how they had to go to work. And I, I work and i was like i get to go to work i'm so
3: excited
2: <laughs> <laughs> people are like i got to go to work i was like i get to go so yeah i love what i do so
0: that's awesome so what what do you have a dream project or you just kind of get inspired as yeah. it goes along
2: i have so many ideas that's the problem you know uh, i know you and um, i discussed
0: when we were at greenfest i really want to do a, a versus ice climber but i don't want to do yeah. the traditional canby because it's crap you look at that 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 marquee is probably the worst marquee Nintendo ever put out. It was like a photograph of some, like, climbing equipment.
2: Yeah, it could be so much better. Yeah. But and you know what? They're, they're just mass-produced in a factory, you know? They are. They
0: are. Did I... Yeah. So, did I sh- Did I share that graphic with you that I made? I don't know if I did. I
2: don't think you did, yeah. But, um... well no, I can see a white pearl with metallic paint job on that like yeah. ice yeah you know and, the, what I mean? and then what, like would we, what, would there an the,
0: what would you do for the? what would you do for the speaker grill on that you know?
2: um I don't know I'd have to think about that you know yeah I really like doing those 8-bit faces and I know that you could do an igloo you know what I mean you have oh, that. Yeah. you know the guy with the hood you that know what I mean totally you could do something like that you know or a hammer you know because they have that you know so I don't or you know an ice cube that'd be kind of boring but
0: yeah you ice know, cube you would do all a,
2: kinds of cool stuff and that was, that was the thing. So that's what happened. So I got done with this Nintendo these Nintendo builds, the Fix-It Felix and the Pauline, and I was like, well, how can I sneak those little details in there? And I was looking at the speaker grill, and they're all round. I'm all, well, let's make it more unique. And then that's, that's how it started with the, the triangle, uh, you know, speaker grill. And then from there, I just tried to push myself by doing, like, the face. And then DuckTales has the dollar sign, you know, um, and stuff like that. So just try to change it a little bit, you know just yeah. to give it a little bit more extra detail.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And you're not in the chat right now so I can't show no. this picture, right? Let me see if I can let me see if I can share this with you so you can see it and then I'll share it with the the gang so they can see it as well. So in the uh, on your uh on your our chat session I'm going to I'm going to just post a link. Let's see if you can get at this. I think you can. I actually can't. I don't see a
2: chat at all.
0: On the, there, there's a little chat link on the side I there. Link. Yeah
2: afraid if i do anything i'm gonna close you out
0: <laughs> you won't on the on the, the left hand side you'll see a little bubble that has like a chat i just posted a oh okay link. oh okay you see that oh yeah oh that's cool man so i'm gonna put this up so people can see but this i think would be a fun marquee for versus, oh, versus ice climber and that's just a prototype one that i made in a couple of minutes but Something along those lines, you know.
2: Yeah, no, that's and, exactly like that's legit.
0: But I would know? love, I would love to like collaborate with you, or at least get some ideas, and you know, and then you know, or some dimensions so I could cut my own cabinet. But I have all Ooh. the internals for this thing, and I want to make, cool. I want to make one that is not like one that's on the planet, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah so yeah, no, that'd
2: be really cool man especially if you're you know you're starting to delve into that auto body refinishing you know which is a complex process mm-hmm. i mean uh it's a really complex process i mean i had to you know something i had to learn and stuff like that you well, know um, I'm, gonna some, I'm gonna have some i'm gonna have
0: somebody do it for me so yeah that's what i'm
2: saying so um you know i'm sure the,
0: it won't be cheap <laughs> yeah
2: yeah but you know what yeah. it's probably cheaper I mean, than
0: painting a car
2: but I, I, you know, what's cool is I'm seeing a lot of guys on Club kind of starting to develop an interest. And, um, or, or starting to do it a little bit, you know, with some of the restorations and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah, that's really cool, man. Cause I mean, the finish you get on it, it's, it's, it's more durable, way more durable. And it's obviously a lot nicer. You than,
0: can, uh, you can fricking wax those machines when you're done. You can literally,
2: I'm going to take these c- cabinets to the show. I'm going to get some quick detailer, some McGuire's quick detailer, yeah. you know, and just and, and they're durable. And too, you can you buff know. them out.
0: If something gets scratched, you can buff it out. Yep. Yeah. Interestingly enough uh, a few years ago uh, and I won't go through the trouble of sharing this one today but um probably about 10 years ago I built uh my first little um arcade thingy I didn't have my own arcade game and I decided I was going to build a small um arcade uh styled um Stand so it's about four feet tall. It was shaped like an arcade on the side. I hand cut it, and then I um, I, I rounded it. I, I with a router. I did not um, I did not like make T molding or anything like that. But it was arcade shaped on the side, and then there was two bars across the top. And I put a thirteen inch Sony television sort of pointing uh, pointing up to me, and then put cup holders on the side. But I brought it to Mako, and they painted it, uh, it with black enamel, and yep. um, and then I put uh, Mario Brothers side art on it. I put a, a shelf for a Nintendo. So I had the Nintendo below. I had the 13-inch nice. TV pointed up and the cup holders. And I gave it to my nephew. He's he's 20. He's 20. He still has it.
2: That's so awesome. That's actually, it's funny that you mentioned that because I remember, you know, I said I didn't play video games very much, but I remember playing that my brother and I had the Nintendo. Yeah. And I remember asking my dad when I was like 10. I said, I want to build my own arcade cabinet for their TV and a Nintendo, like, just like you said. And, uh, you know, I didn't know how much money that would cost. And I was like, can you help me? And he's like, yeah, I can help you. Um, you know, knowing that eventually I would, get bored of this idea that I had. So it was kind of cool that 30, 25 years later, I got to actually do what I wanted to do when I was a kid. It never happened. I think I got a piece of pegboard and I'm like, wow, this is expensive. I'm never going to get the money together to build this. So that's really cool, man.
0: So uh, we have a question from the audience. Uh, Is the DuckTales cabinet done?
2: It is almost done. It's been sitting, I've been so busy with work and with the Oregon Trail that I stopped working on it in January I've got, all I have left is the bezel. Um, which uh, I've already designed. I just need to print it out. And I don't, I've embossed, what I do is uh, what the other artwork is embossing, I'm embossing all the coins so they're all chrome, um, and it has Scrooge mixed up space on there and stuff. This is a technique that I developed in college uh, to kind of emboss the artwork so it has a really cool chrome finish to it. Um, but that's pretty much all that's left, and then I just got to throw the electronics inside of it. So I think I'll be able to get it done uh, by the show in uh, Phoenix next okay. month.
0: So, so if I ask how much these things cost, will you tell us like a ballpark?
2: You know, it's really weird. Um, <laughs> cause you know, I, I know, No, know. I mean, I, it's really weird. Cause I, I know what I, a- what, what I would want to ask just because the amount of work that goes into them and the amount of like, you know, you just said, you're going to take, you know, your, your cabinets, get an automotive paint job on it. You know how, it's, how much it's going to cost. You know what I mean? Um, so I don't really know, like, uh, I mean, I've sold a couple, I've sold actually pretty much all the ones that I have, to be honest with you. Um, but I mean, 3,500 is, is, is kind of on the low end, but you know, yeah, that's we're talking of...
1: pinball prices seem very appropriate. Well,
2: I'll tell you, you know, and that's the thing, that's the weird thing that I don't understand. And, and, and I know it's a whole like pop culture popularity thing, but you know, art, I mean, it, it's one of those things where, you know, either you want to pay for it or you don't. Right. and you know i get a lot of flack people are like yeah that's pinball prices but you know people oh. don't mind paying ten thousand dollars for a pinball exactly yeah. i
1: mean hey yeah. you're gonna people buy those pinballs when, when people say oh five thousand for a paperboy i'm like what the heck a pinball costs more than that so that seems like a, it's it's reasonable i think yeah all- and that's what i was
2: going for you know uh, it, you know they're so new to i don't know what they could sell for potentially i have no idea and i've never put one on ebay or anything like that um you know, so I, I I don't know. I mean, I'm hand numbering them and all that stuff, too. So uh, I, I don't know. I, I just that's kind of where I'm like, you know, because it cost me quite a bit of money to make, not just in money, but time as well, you know. But I don't like doing stuff half-assed. I mean, I could easily go to Home Depot and get some Ralph Lauren gold paint, you know, and just roll it on there. But I want it, I want it to look like an NES cartridge. You know, that was the whole appeal, appeal of the Legend of Zelda game. It was the special one that came in that gold cartridge. So in order to get that finish, you have to put that time and that money into the product in order to make it look, you know, have that kind of special factor to it. So,
1: Right. Right. Hey, so let's shift a little bit. And again, we're going to talk, I guess, sort of motivational, but, as far as your heroes of the arcade community, you know, things, people that sort of inspire you, can you name
2: any? You know, I'm in this weird gray area where I love Clav and I love the whole preservationist aspect of it. And I love obviously all these guys that I've met and we've become really good friends. Uh, but I'm also in that whole b y a o c build your own arcade cabinets, uh, Sure, uh, class as well, you know, so I'm kind of in that whole little gray area between the two of them, but um, I mean, I'm inspired by I don't know if I, I mean, John's Arcade, obviously, I know that one gets called out a lot just because, but I mean, you know, he was one of the pioneers of the whole you know, arcade thing and, and kind of making it popular and stuff like that, you know, but just like my local friends and all these guys that, uh, obviously Steve at uh, Grinker's, you know what I mean, and what he's doing in that community he's created, I mean, a lot of that I mean, that's what this is about. It's not just about the games. It's about the, the community and stuff like that. So, um, But a lot of the BYOAC guys, I love the creativity. That's what I love about this hobby, you know. Uh, I love the restoration part of it, too, as far as restoring the old games. Um, and I think that – I hope that someday that that custom – because I guess in pinball, custom is pretty accepted, right? I mean, yeah. as far as I know. Yeah, I hope it makes its way over to the arcade thing so that it's not always – doing the same restoration over and just how, who's doing it and how they're doing it. You know what I mean? But actually throwing a little bit of, of flair and variation in there and making it your own, you know? I think that makes it really cool, you know, just like with cars and, and with pinball machines and stuff, Man. you know? For some reason, I don't know why it hasn't crossed over into the, the arcade games. Maybe you guys know.
1: Well, I mean, I, at Southern Fried Gaming Convention, there were definitely pinballs that had been re sort of themed and people were playing them and enjoying them and stuff like that so they had taken the platform and then made it something new and so you know i just i just think you know if you do that you know you're you're, you're bucky o'hare you know yeah i saw that yeah it's you know because i mean obviously there was never really a game that was like the one that uh, Dark you know was able to whip together but you know but that zelda is so like it's legendary like i i think back when i saw it at cax and it it was at cax right i mean no i've never shown them
2: ever really this is the first time i'm going to show these games yeah oh you you know what i'm
1: thinking of like a castle wolfenstein i think
2: Oh, okay but whoever did that i mean the
1: inspiration i think from zelda you know is is going to sort of spawn more of these things?
2: I hope so. I love seeing them, you know. And when every once in a while, this I'll see one on Club um, where the guys doing custom stuff and they're making their uh, Galaxian different or like you know whatever. And you know I see that you get a lot of flack, but at the same time, there's also a select group of guys that are like, dude, that's awesome. You know what I mean? Yeah, have yeah fun
0: you know, with and it. you're, you know, you're going to they all have to be the same. You're going to have that same kind of flack no matter what. I mean, and and the. It sounds like you weather it pretty well. I I remember yeah, I'm used to it. There was uh there's a friend of mine um, who's out in California his his he used to go by Fizzgig. Uh,
2: yeah, 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 I know
3: him. I he, heard
0: him. And he uh he does a lot of his own artwork. He has restored uh, a ton of games. Um, he, people don't like the word restore though because he he measures the cabinets and strips them down re, you know strips them of their yeah. components and then rebuilds the cabinet from the ground up with artwork and everything which is just insane but they are beautiful when they're done and oftentimes they're better than they were when he you know first uh, got the machine so um i i can't fault him for doing that though i mean like yeah.
2: Well, at the end of the day, it's your machine, too. You right, know what I mean? Right, it's right. like, you can do whatever you want. You know, like, I have had people, you know, how could you do that to a Nintendo cab? And I'm like, but I they started out as three sheets of plywood at Home Depot. Exactly. Detail. I didn't <laughs> do anything to a Nintendo cab, exactly. you know, like, yeah. you know, so, I, yeah, you got that. I get it. You know what I mean? It, um, yeah. But, you know, it's not going to stop me. I, I have so many ideas. And,
0: no, and it shouldn't. Uh, I, my, yeah. my whole point is it should not stop you. you yeah, yeah. You are creating you're not taking something and defacing it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, and I think that's one of the f- fun things about, you know, having people, you know, being able to tell their story on this show too, is like, okay, this is legit. You're not, you're not destroying arcade history. You're, you're actually
2: creating it. Well, you know what I love about high score arcades? Um, you know, they approached me once Zelda went, uh, once Zelda, you know, got passed around the internet, and all those articles came out, and they said, "Hey, we had an idea. We wanted to do a Zelda cabinet, uh, and we co- they contacted me, and I oversaw them building their own uh, Zelda cabinets uh, out in California. And um, they actually made theirs two players, and they made them a little bit more utilitarian, so not as blingy as mine, because they know that they're going to get uh, played every day by people. But they saw that as an opportunity to grow their business because now people aren't going to an arcade game to play Pac-Man and Galaga. They're going to go see something new, you know, something new and it's exciting. And you know, and that was exactly the outcome of what happened. People were now going to their arcade, paying to get in, to go see this this cabinet that didn't exist. And actually, it's kind of funny. They told me that people will walk in there and be like, "Oh yeah, man, I love the Legends. I used to play that in the arcades back in the day." And they're just like looking at them, like. Huh. I mean, no you didn't you know what i mean so they have that imagination um and i think that's really really cool and i think that's why we've been such good partners um they're also the ones that commissioned the oregon trail you know so um it's just really really cool so
1: cool um mark you got any any other other commissions that uh may be Uh, coming
2: or as of right now no i have some pretty amazing ideas uh, of cabinets that I want to do, but um, I don't have any commissions right now. I'm preparing for the game on expo down and uh, to plug it down in Phoenix, Arizona. At the Convention Center. It's, it's going to be the first time that I've ever shown these cabinets. Um, and uh, they're really excited to have them. I'm really excited to finally get to talk to people about them. Cause I've kind of been hiding them, you know, other than, you know, what I've shown on club and stuff like that. Uh, so uh, that's pretty much what I've got going on. I need to finish Ducktales and get it down there.
1: Okay,
0: so are you going to keep any of these?
2: So th- that's the thing. As an artist, you love making the creation process. You know, that's the thing. I'm not trying. I'm not getting rich on these things. I'm not. I promise you. Um, and I haven't sold that many. Uh, but I love the creative process, and I do love walking by the Legend of Zelda and being like, "Dude, that is so awesome!" Like, I love that game, and I I would like to keep them, but I also need to be able to have the room to make more you know what i mean so like uh yeah i mean it would be so cool if someone approached me and was like hey i got an idea for a ice climber project you know what i mean let's <laughs> you know let's get it made and that way i don't even have to worry about it. sorry but i love that whole creative process the brainstorming yeah. and you know the, the challenge of then doing something completely different i have i don't know if i told you about my new zelda idea
3: no,
0: uh, let's
2: but, tell us oh well uh i guess i can let the cat out of the bag, but I'm going to actually, I want to create a new Zelda cabinet with stained glass side art. That's backlit actual stained glass side art, you know? So, (laughs) I mean, that, that is a challenge, you know, that I want to push myself to just kind of keep creating cool stuff. You know what I mean? I mean, imagine that lit up in a room, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, that'd be pretty church. I don't want to say church-like, you know what I mean? <laughs> or Castlevania could be done the same way. Oh, you know
0: Castlevania, I mean? yeah. You
2: know what I mean? And uh, the, the next project that I'm actually working on, is going to be Pearl White, actually, like your... Uh, but I am i don't know if you guys have heard of the Street Fighter versus Mega Man X
0: oh, yeah, 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 yeah. that yep. came out, yep. where you
2: play as an 8-bit Mega Man fighting 8-bit Street Fighter cab, uh, character. So I want to blend the two together. And make an actual Street Fighter Ryu-themed uh, Street Fighter Mega Man cabinet. So that's going to be the next project that I'm gonna start on. Before I start that, because that stained glass project is going to be insane, like as far as time goes and stuff. So
0: Andy Baldwin in the chat says he used to do stained glass. He said that would be badass.
2: Yeah, you know, and I've never done it before, so it's gonna be one of those things where you know I get to learn a new skill while I'm doing it, you know. So oh, that's, that's cool, man. Yeah. I just, you know, the the, the the it's limitless. And that's what I love about it. You know, the arcade stuff is so black and white. You know what I mean? And this is just like, what can your imagination create? You know, and, you know, and people, I think they respond. They do. I know because I've seen it at high scores. They respond really, really well to it because they're like, wow, where is that? Where did you get that? How? You know what I mean? So.
0: Mm, absolutely.
2: But, you know, what was really cool um, is uh, the that, you uh, Oregon Trail Cabinet, you mentioned how everyone knows about that. There was a five-year-old kid playing in the arcade, just playing one of the games. They wheeled it out for the photo shoot for the San Francisco Chronicle. That kid flipped out. He was only like, he was actually in the article. He was probably like eight years old, not five, but he, uh, I was like, how do you know about this game? And he said his dad has it on his computer, and he was digging it, man. And then his grandma was an old school teacher, and she was sitting behind him going, yeah, this is so cool, man. Like, I used to have this in my classroom. You know, so it kind of stirs up that nostalgia in people that really wouldn't have had it stirred up by doing something that is beyond uh, what's already there, you know? So. Yeah, that's cool.
0: I love it. Well, I want to thank you for being on the show.
2: Thank you for having me. That's awesome.
0: You know, stick around for uh, a couple minutes afterwards and we'll, uh, we're, uh, we just want to say, uh, you know, we love having all these different, varied guests. We, you know, you know, having Eugene Jarvis on, of course, is fun, and some of the record holders and everything. But we also like having <laughs> operators. And we had, like I said, we had Tim Lapetino on, and yourself. And I mean, it's, there's more to the hobby than just collecting a game, and that's what this show is about. So we really appreciate being on the show. Um, again, this has been Sam Bauman. Thanks for being our guest on today's show. Uh, We hope to have you on again. Thank you. That would be great, especially after you do a show and finish a few more projects. We can find out what you're working on. Nice. This is Arcade Radio. You can follow us on YouTube, Facebook, SoundCloud, uh, iTunes, even Google Play. So uh, keep listening in, and thanks for being in the chat tonight. Thanks to our What's in the Juke players, and we'll see you on the next show. This is Arcade Radio, out.
1: This is where we dance. This is where we dance.
2: This is where we dab. <laughs> yeah, nice. Thanks, guys. This was really fun, man. Sorry if I talk too much. <laughs> nah, no, you're fine. I just get really, really excited about this stuff, man, because it's so much fun, man.
1: Talking is really good for podcasts. I
2: It is. Fun, <laughs>
3: Oh, uh, what?
0: We're off.
2: <laughs> oh, sorry, guys. I thought you were. <laughs> no, no.
0: We're, we we okay. play an outro. That's okay. Oh, okay. People like that stuff. You know, it makes it interesting every time you close a show out, so.
1: Nice.
0: But yeah, that was fun. You did it. It was awesome. We, we finished right at 9 o'clock, so... The same be, time Eugene Jarvis told us, hey dude, I gotta go. <laughs> which actually worked nice. out because I think the shows get too long. We we could have had him on for like three hours.
2: How long <laughs> was that show? Was it two hours?
0: No, hour and a half. Hour 45. Oh, hour and a half? Yeah. Hour forty five. I think they're about an hour forty five generally. Yeah. We nice. start we started about seven fifteen and then we finished at about nine. So Yeah, let me
2: know if you have any questions about that ice claimer project, man. I think that'd be really cool. I'm I'm glad that you're you know excited about doing that that's cool man yeah i can't be, wait to see it
0: that'll be a fun one i i'm actually more excited right now because i've got tron um dk jr and journey that i'm gonna do auto paint on so that'll be fun nice yeah yeah that'll be a little
2: bit different than brown the brown wasn't that the john's <laughs> <canceled laughs> <summer? Is laughs> <Brown. laughs> yeah. that was hilarious
1: <laughs> i love when he opened the cap what is this
2: <laughs> Are they going to wet sand it and polish it too, or do you know? Are they just going to just clear it? I mean, it's still going to look great with just the clear too.
0: Yeah, I got to talk to them, about. Uh, it just depends on the game. Like for DK Jr., it's been painted with a roller and mm-hmm. um, like Home Depot orange, but the orange on the inside of the cabinet is still visible. So I'm going to have them okay. computer color match that and then... Nice uh I will probably have them do that as close to the original color as possible and wet sand it and make it look you know super gloss wow because the the Nintendo cabinets were were shiny anyway they had sort of a formica yep. finish,
2: Shell finish on so
0: there. it will look beautiful I've thought about adding iridescence to that maybe a little pearl um I'm not opposed to it cuz it's already been painted so um I'll have to think about that when I do it. And if they're excited to help me and like take some creative, you know, liberties with it, I'm totally down with it. I'd also, I'm doing a Tron. Um, that, that was Tron. black, right? Yeah. But it's going to be, I've done two Tron restores. This will be my last one. Um, I sent them pictures last week. I'm going to take the empty cabinet to them and I'm going to have them do some stuff with that because I'm going to put like lit T molding on that and I will probably nice. trick it out. I will probably put.
2: That's so cool,
0: man. Yeah, I'll probably put uh, an LCD in the back instead of the the litho, too, and I'll probably use your um, animation, Mark. Oh, sweet. For the MCP, because I don't want to have all the scenes playing, but just having that subtle MCP turning in the background, I think, would be
1: legit. So I want to do that. Yeah, I can give you a custom version of it if you think it needs a tweaking or something.
0: Yeah, so we should work on it because I think it, for, I have the the I think you sent the file to me like a year ago, but it's fantastic. So uh, it it literally looks like the Litho in the background, but it's animated.
2: That's so. awesome.
0: You know, and, and some people have already done it where they have scenes playing in the background. But I find that distract like it's gotta yeah. be, it's gotta be distracting when you're playing the game. So yeah,
2: Mark, do you do any custom stuff with yours restores your or?
1: No, although I have like a wild gunman on my, you know, cool on my list of things to do. I yeah. just want to be able to build. I'm gonna build the box for the thumb, you know, coin door. Nice. And um, you know, I, so I've been sort of, you know, toying with that one, but I, I don't think I've made any. I've never made a custom game completely, you know, that wasn't just something like like an obvious conversion. Like my wife's Street Fighter used to be a Dig Dug. I mean, big deal. I just got all the street fighter stuff on it, but yeah, that, that wild gunman, I think kind of takes me a step further since there weren't any wild gunmans. I know people have yeah, done no. them, but I want it to be sort of functional. Like I want that thumb to be written. You know, I want it Which, to, that's ex- awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So, so however that happens, I've got some ideas.
2: Yeah. As to say, how would that work? You, would it just be like a triggering a coin mech button? Cause you're not actually reading the first, well, like, thumb you know, print, they, they have
1: just- those, those one up buttons where it's a, you know, a, a black circle, and you could, yeah. put, you could just put something where instead of it being the quarter, it's a picture of a thumb, and then you push it and then you coin up. So yeah, Dude, be that cool. would, that'd be that'd cool. That'd be cool. Awesome. Yeah. No, but, I, but I, having it actually scan your thumb would be cool. I don't think that that's really necessary. <laughs> you could do that. Is there an art package for that? Is there any art for that? I do know that this old game has the marquee, and I think that the sides are implied to be just, you know, regular Nintendo Versus type side art
2: you know what's funny is every year when i go to grinkers i find a game that i love to play because usually it's in the tournament and so we kind of get forced to play it and all that stuff and one year it was uh, circus charlie i think that was i don't oh, know yeah. that year oh yeah 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 so i was like i gotta build a circus charlie it's not like what's the point? i'm never gonna find one you know what i mean so i might as well build one and just do a badass paint job on it and stuff like that yeah and uh and i saw the arts available now and i don't know if that was FizzGig that made it available, but I saw uh, somebody selling it. Joe Sasbo is actually selling it. And then uh, Rockola fantasy is another one where I was like, I gotta have that game. Yeah. You know? So like I might build, you know, uh, if I ever get into a house, a fantasy and a uh, circus, Charlie and stuff, you know? So it's not just custom custom, but also, you know, building games that are so damn hard to find now, you know?
0: You know, yeah. I, we didn't discuss this to, at length on the show, but I wanted to say, if you do the math for, so, like for Pong, when they sold Pong, that was 1976, right? Okay. Uh, they sold them. <laughs> they sold the u- the units for 900 dollars each. So 900, 1976. It's um, a lot of Monet's interest. 2018. Let's see if we get this to come up. <laughs> 1976 dollars in 2018. The expense calculator. 900 bucks. Calculate is thirty nine hundred dollars almost almost four thousand dollars thirty nine eighty five wow so if you just just think of that because what you're doing right now is custom they crank those out in a factory and yeah in, in a roller rink for 900 bucks
2: i know
1: you know and that's I mean, what is... oh go ahead no i mean i was just gonna say raw thrills games video games they're a lot of money yeah and so yeah so That's
0: I th- I think price. you're right in the price range. I, I think you could be even a little higher.
2: Yeah, I don't I don't know. As you know, how we are as artists, we always undersell ourselves. And I my biggest fear is someone's going to take one of these cabinets and put it on eBay and make ten grand on it. I've had that happen in the past with other art where they double triple their money off what I make, sure. and then I didn't because I didn't charge enough. And stuff right. like that, you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. you know, it's one of those deals where you know, I really enjoy doing these. I, I'm i not CNC machining them, I'm doing it all by hand and stuff. Uh, so I'm not producing them. And, and if I do go to this show in uh, Arizona and you know, people want them, I'm gonna have to limit the amount that I can build per year just because I have a job that's super demanding, you know, 70, 80 hours a week. So, right, you know, I'm not gonna be able to build more than four or five a year unless I. You know, so, you know, plus there's one of those deals where you're building so many of them that it starts. I want to make new stuff. I don't want to just keep building Zelda cabinets, you know what I mean? And keep building Mega Man cabinets. I want to make that stained glass one. I mean, the artwork, I can't even imagine what that side art is, how long it's going to take. You know, and I certainly wouldn't sell that for $3,500. Sure. You know, maybe that's the one I keep. And that, that was the thing I was thinking about. I was like, I could actually, if I wanted to take the cheap way out, I could just, you know, get a piece of plexiglass. Uh, print on vinyl the design that I come up with and put that in there, but I want to actually put stained glass in there, you know, so it has that cool effect instead of just making it stained glass like, you know, so that stuff that craftsmanship, it takes time and stuff like that, so.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, it, it, and I just did the math on a Miss Pac-Man. They were roughly $2,000 put in 1982. They're at five grand. converted. Yeah, well, yeah. So, you it, know, people, it's oh, yeah, like, I know. And, and, you know, back then, it would pay for itself in two weeks, you know.
2: Yeah, and the thing about those is what? There's tens and hundreds of thousands of them. Right, <laughs> like, <for laughs> right. all there's right. only three. Actually, there's two that are done right now, and I have one in primer, actually, right outside here that I just haven't had time to paint. So, uh
0: if I say you slap 5K on the next one.
2: You think so? Let oh, run. yeah. Yep. Dude, when I when I first released it, and I was asking that much people were like, "Oh my god, that's so!" But that was that was the cloth guys. And so what I've yep. realized is, you know, even though uh, the one up, uh, Mark, have you been to the one up in Denver?
1: Yeah, I, I think I think I've only been to the one. I was in well, Denver with my Delorean recently.
2: Oh okay, yeah, John Exidy, he bought yes the Legend of Zelda number one, and he bought it with the intent he told me to show it and promote the one up. But he actually ended up saying it's too nice to let anyone near. So it's been in his basement for two years now. Oh, very that's a, you know what I mean? But um, I, I, I realized that I think it's the retro console guys. Those are the guys that are going to be the ones that are going to have, you know, sure. more of an interest than the arcade guys, you know? So that's why I picked this show down. And actually a big YouTuber is the one that bought Legend of Zelda 2. Um, so I'm excited for him to get it because I know he always reviews everything he buys so I'm sure he's going to do a YouTube thing on it. And stuff yeah, like
0: make that. sure to give him all the details that you gave us tonight on the show too. About you know everything you all everything you did because I think that's what's going to sell it. And and Mark's right, this should be a pinball priced item. You know.
2: Yeah, I know. I, people told me that you know 3,500 is not enough. But and, and and like I said, I think when you charge a fair price, what my time is worth, and you know just for the novelty of the whole thing, uh, you then kind of price out those guys that are looking to flip. Yep. You know what I mean? And that's right. going to break my heart when I see that happen, if it happens, you know what I mean? The other, so I, yeah. I know that what I sold them for, they can easily get their money back.
0: Yeah. You know? so, well, at 3500 you could flip it, I suppose, but it's a, it's going to be a hard flip, you
2: know? Well, but if you price it at five, that's yeah. 1500 you just right. made. Right, right. So, but you have to find the right buyer if you're connected and stuff. So I try not to think about this stuff because I don't want to get bogged down with the business. And I, lo- I just love like making you you know? Yeah. So,
0: well, and I, I love that. It's, you know, your, your creative spirit is infectious. I think that more people need that.
2: So. Yeah. Well, you're, you're a fellow artist, you know, and stuff. So, you know, you totally understand it. You know, it's like that. That's why I feel bad. Cause it's like people are like, Oh, you're trying to make money on these. I was like, dude, I don't make anything on them. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's the experience. Like the Oregon trail. I didn't make that much. I mean, by the time I, I drove them out there, I drove from Denver wow. to, San Francisco. But the cool thing about that was not only was I building the Oregon trail cabinets in the shadow of history with, you know, chimney rock only being a couple hundred miles from here. But then I got to then drive that cabinet along the Oregon trail to one of the destinations of the Oregon trail, San (laughs) Francisco. You know what I mean? So it was kind of, and I got to see all the little, you know, covered wagon road over here and the wagon rail ruts, you know, this way and stuff like that. So I got to kind of have that kind of experience and stuff like that, you know. Yeah. So that's why I like doing this stuff more so than the money. You know, I'm not I'm not making any money on these, you know. Yeah. Uh, not like that one guy's um on Clov uh but and I don't know, the one that's always building all the reproduction cabinets the seven twenties and all that stuff, you
0: know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah uh, uh, guy's like I
2: made fifty grand last year making these things, you know, and it's just because
0: you're just cranking them out and there's no there's no uh there's no soul there's no in them.
2: Yeah. Yeah, there's no soul. <laughs> My cabinets have soul. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know, soul it's... but no money. So uh, seriously okay. that,
0: that's and, and I would love like I'd get to make like to get a major havoc cabinet, right?
2: hmm Uh Markle. Markle, that's his name.
0: Or you know, like maybe get like a, a repro Dragon's Lair cabinet and put a Dexter in it, and just but there's no um, and Catherine Despira, you know, for all her f- faults was on the sh- <laughs> all her faults was on the show <laughs> exactly, uh, but she was you know she's she uh, is a, a diehard collector and she wants the games that have the patina on them. She doesn't want them restored.
3: Yeah, she wants that. she
0: wants a good specimen. She appreciates the original art and. Uh, and I get that too. Um, and when I buy some of these, yeah, I want, I want that unit, but when you do something like, like Ice Climber to me is just a really fun game and I don't have any real connection to it in the arcade. So what I want to do is totally custom. Uh, and, and likewise, if I, if I think of something and I actually got the exposure more on my Game Boy Advance than anything else, right? Just a fun game. And then I played it at Grinker's, but uh my point is if you really like a game and it doesn't exist you're it's more than just putting a GI Joe painting up on the wall it's like you have created a 3D you know piece, yeah. it's a, it's a sculpture it's an, right. you know it's more than just you know airbrush and paint it's Which is
2: funny because the the yeah no I agree with you 100% it's an art piece you know what I mean it's a nostalgic art piece you know it's a, it's a trip you know what I mean like it's three dimensional piece of nostalgia that comes to life you know so but uh the guy that um going to the show that's organizing the show he's actually one of the people that purchased the zelda cabinet and he was like well are you gonna let people play him and i'm like man i want to exhibit them uh and show them off and then talk to people but keep an eye on them because they do have such a high-end quality to them i don't want them just to get banged up and uh you know I've, andrew's taking his games to showdown and have had you know gum on them and beers and all that stuff and so i want to be able to watch them and so he's like well how about we let people play them for the first day and you know maybe the second third day if they're abusing them we'll stop and you can just have a display thing and so he ended up purchasing the, the second zelda and he's like, so are you still going to let people play him? And I'm like, I mean, it's your game, dude. But I promise you, <laughs> as soon as you see it, you're going to be just like John. Be like, you know what? I don't want anyone to even hear this thing. <laughs> yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So it has that functional kind of cool wow art piece like you just said. You know what I mean? And whatever game you loved as a kid, why can't it be a game? Why can't right. it be an arcade game? Right, right Exactly. Like, even like a kid game, like uh, Bucky O'Hare. You know? Yeah, why yeah. can't it be an arcade game? Exactly. You know? Yeah. So... It's just going to make people think, "Wow, that's really cool and different," you know. So, all right, dude,
0: I'm going to let you go. I got right, I got to go say hi to the wife, and you could probably got to get out of that office. You're going to be bright and early tomorrow, so
2: yeah and they're going to be like well they already think i'm a workaholic but they don't know i'm not working <laughs> so <laughs> hey it's good to see you guys hopefully i'll see you at grinkers but hey i'm a new subscriber now so oh yeah. awesome dude we'll see you. Uh, i still got your business card it's all shiny and chrome oh, yeah uh,
0: i have to send mark i just had some made for mark so i gotta send them <laughs> out uh, all right guys thank you very much right, take, take it care easy you guys. Guys. bye, bye.